It's Friday, the 10th of March, 2023. Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes. Let's jump straight into it, because story number one is a big one. It was a huge day yesterday in federal politics. First up, we've got Australia expected to buy up to five US Virginia-class nuclear-powered submarines in the 2030s as part of a landmark defence agreement between Washington, Canberra and London. This is according to US officials yesterday. Yes, media reports say the AUKUS pact will have multiple stages with at least one US submarine visiting Australian ports sometime around 2027. During the 2030s, a new class of submarine will be built using British designs and American technology. Australia is likely to purchase up to five of the subs. The deal is expected to create an industry of more than 10,000 workers to build, operate, maintain and oversee the subs. That was the big story. Of course, Anthony Albanese, though, is in India at the moment with a delegation of business leaders. The Prime Minister pledged to strengthen economic ties between Delhi and Canberra. He met with his counterpart Narendra Modi and he said he was looking forward to upgrading economic relations. India, of course, with its 1.4 billion people, is a massive opportunity for Australia from resources through to banking and finance and education services. Now, back home, the federal government has struck a deal with the Greens to push through its $15 billion national reconstruction fund. And the payoff is that the money can't be used to support coal or gas. The legislation passed the lower house yesterday. It's expected to provide finance for projects in technology, transport and renewables to boost manufacturing locally. But as you said, Michael, no fossil fuels in there. There's also plenty of debate in Parliament yesterday about the government's proposed safeguard mechanism. This is the one that forces the big emitters of carbon to cap emissions. The coalition's labelling it a Trojan horse for a carbon tax. Massive day in politics yesterday. Yeah, sure was, Sean. On to story number two, most of the major banks have passed through Tuesday's hike in the official cash rate to mortgage repayments, but some have also lifted deposit rates. Yes, yeah, so the National Australia Bank, Westpac and ANZ have all passed through the full amount of the 25 basis point hike to mortgage holders. I'd imagine by the time many people are listening to this, Commonwealth Bank will have done so as well. Not really a surprise that. But the banks have been criticised by the government for not doing enough on deposit rates. Now, deposits are a cheap way of getting money to lend out, and some of the banks are now starting to lift deposit rates. In fact, a couple of the banks yesterday did so by the 25 basis points. Good news for those keeping their, saving their money in the bank. Good news as well, Sean. Story number three for Meyer shareholders. Meyer's share price jumped nearly 20% yesterday after the department store posted its highest net profit in nearly a decade. And shareholders were awarded with a special dividend alongside the interim dividend. Now, at that pace, Meyer's trading on a dividend yield of about 10% which is very high and certainly much better than a bank deposit. Total sales reached a record $1.88 billion for the half year ended January 28. Interestingly, sales in its stores in CBDs of the big cities jumped more than 20%. Management's really done a good job turning around what was a legacy retailer into, I suppose, what's now an investable asset. Boss John King said Meyer's loyalty program and use of data helped the bottom line. It's also allowed Meyer to shrink its retail footprint, but through digital sales grow turnover. Story number four, Sean, one of the greatest joys in my life is listening to you um, (laughs) attempt to explain scientific stories. Yeah. And this one is a cracker because a recent breakthrough in Australia could see electricity being generated using nothing but the atmosphere and maybe a little bit of hydrogen. 
Yeah, so the process involves an enzyme made by bacteria to help them grow and survive in environments, including volcanic craters and Antarctica. The enzyme, called HUC, has been found to produce a small electrical current by consuming hydrogen in the air as a source of energy. This is according to Monash University scientists. Producing power from air is nothing new, whether it be by using the wind to spin turbines or rubbing balloons on clothing to produce static electricity. But the way HUC works is differently. That's because unlike all other known enzymes and catalysts, it's a hydrogen gas scavenger able to use minute concentrations of the gas according to the study. While it isn't quite clear yet how HUC might be applied as a technology to produce electricity, there's enough in it that the scientists said the enzyme could potentially power small devices. Well done. I actually followed that one perfectly. Hmm, Thank you. Hmm. Final story, Sean. Number five. The super rich, where do they live? It seems that New York is the city of choice, followed by London. Not really any surprises there. No. So almost 22,000 ultra high net worth individuals, that's people with about 45 million Aussie dollars, live in New York ahead of London with about 16,000 ultra rich. That's according to data firm Ultrata. Now, Ultrata only gives a top 10. There's no Australian city in there, but number three is Hong Kong, then Los Angeles and Miami. Number six, San Francisco, then Beijing, Singapore, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. rounds out the top 10. But if you want rich neighbours, Monaco is the place to be, where one in 39 homeowners are super rich. Pretty amazing. Just out of interest, the highest density in terms of rich people in the U.S. is, of course, Aspen. Yep, makes perfect sense. All right, there we go, the top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Friday, the 10th of March, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.